0: My um, 20th high school reunion will be this coming August. (laughs) They, uh, okay, 30th, the 30th will be this coming August. They tracked me down, you know, they tracked me down and let me know when and where it would be. And I've been thinking about why would I wanna go to my high school reunion? Part of me would want to go to apologize to people. I don't want to wallow in this, but the person who tracked me down, I thought, you know, I wasn't fully kind to him in German class. I'd probably want to apologize to him. I thought of when I'd been sarcastic with people when I'd been uh, judgmental when I'd been arrogant and I thought maybe I should go back to my high school reunion to apologize and I thought about the line in the psalm remember not the sins of my youth I would like to think that I am a better person than I was when I was 18. I'd like to think that I've grown up. I'd like to think I've changed. And I hope they have too. I hope we're all different people than we were. Otherwise, we haven't done much in the last 50 years. Now, the reason I, keep, I think about the sins of my youth and hope that I'm a better person than I was is the sins of our youth have been on the news quite a bit, haven't they? Um, Governor Northam, Brett Kavanaugh, others. And it's put me in a mood of what kind of person was I then? And it's provoked a lot of introspection in my life. And I think when we're faced with the sins of our youth, and actually our youth could be yesterday, because we were younger a day ago. When we're faced with the sins of our youth, I think we've got three options. One is to deny, deny, deny. And we've seen that. One is to attack, attack, attack. Actually, four, that would be defending ourselves. And the other is to confess. The psalmist takes the confess option. To you, O Lord, I lift my soul. O my God, in you I trust. The one to whom we lift our soul is the one in whom we trust and the one in whom we trust is the one we turn to for salvation you know if I'm drowning I turn to somebody who will lift me up and I trust that person and I trust that person to save me think of the people and things in whom you trust and to whom you turn for salvation. The other night, I came home kind of frustrated and looking for salvation, and man, I grabbed a bag of corn chips and just downed those babies. You know, it doesn't have to be a person. We can look for cheese to to save us, or corn chips. Man, I need a drink. Oh, if I could just have a smoke, you know. Um, Sometimes it's other than people that we lift our souls to, and that we place our trust in. There's a clear awareness on the part of the psalmist that he is not God. The psalmist talks of the sins of his youth, talks of the transgressions, and the psalmist contrasts that life to God's steadfast love and faithfulness. The psalmist is not God. God. There is a need of God because the psalmist is not God, and there's a need of God to teach, to lead, and to instruct. Now I might turn to my cheese or corn chips for salvation and comfort, but they don't instruct me, teach me, or guide me. And maybe that's how we can identify a savior in our lives. Does that person or thing instruct us, lead us, and guide us? To confess, which is what the psalmist is doing, is to be aware that I'm not God, and I need help. And this is to be humble. It's to be aware of our mortality. That we are mortals. To dust you shall return. Now God can work with the humble. It's the humble that can be taught and instructed. As long as I think I know everything about computers, Colleen can never teach me what I really need to know. The humble are those who know what they don't know. And the humble are those who know who they're not. And it is the humble who lift themselves to God. They acknowledge the difference lifting my soul to God says, I'm not who I should be. And unless I lift myself to God, I continue to stew in my own juice. You know, and if I deny who I am, if I deny what I do or if I defend it, I continue to stew in my own juice because I haven't lifted myself out of it. But if I lift myself to God I place myself in the hands of God the psalmist goes on to say do not let my enemies exalt over me who are our enemies well there are those that threaten us now the commentators on this psalm Debate whether the enemies are external or internal. I think they're both. I have external enemies who I think are out to hurt me. I mean, I think some of the people from the traditional plan in the Methodist church are out to hurt me. There are people who lie about me. There are people who misjudge me. There are people who gossip. We all have external enemies that threaten us. And we have internal enemies that threaten us. My anger threatens who I am. My self-righteousness threatens who I am my arrogance threatens who I am and these are enemies also and I think we have both kinds of enemies that we mention to God in this prayer this humbling helps me deal with my enemies inside and out the psalmist doesn't ask God to obliterate the enemies. The psalmist doesn't ask God to wipe them from the face of the earth. What the psalmist asks for is guidance in dealing with the enemies. Now what strikes me about this psalm is how mature the person is who says it. They are very self-aware. They know their failings, they know their shortcomings, they know who they're not, they know what they don't know. This psalmist is a person who's willing to grow. Sin is the refusal to grow. It's the refusal to be humble, to be taught, to be instructed, be guided and that's why denial and defense in the face of our sins is so deadly it's the refusal to grow and things that aren't growing are dying this psalmist has the honesty to confront the inadequacies and the shortcomings that deny maturity. Maturity is humble. It lifts itself. It's willing to move beyond the sins of one's youth. Lent is the commitment to decide to whom or to what we want to lift ourselves it's the decision who will we trust and who is our Savior and it's giving that Savior giving that, in taking on that Savior, it's denying what prevents our growth. Lent is the movement from denial to humility. It's the movement from not knowing what we don't know to self-awareness it's the movement from immaturity to maturity it's the movement from childhood to adulthood it's the time of our becoming increasingly conscious of ourselves of our relationships and our relationship to God and we engage in this work in Lent so that we're ready for the new life of Easter when adulthood comes. Lent is 40 days. That is almost one-tenth of the year. It's a tithe of the year. It's a tithe of our time, where we spend time in introspection, lifting ourselves to God, and preparing ourselves for the adulthood and the growth of the resurrection. When you receive the ashes, we will say repent and believe in the gospel. It's really turned from childhood, turned from denial, turned from defense. And believe the gospel that when you lift your hands to God, in whom you trust, you will become a new person. May it be so. Amen.